do you know if a support garment for prolapse is right for you? This is The Lowdown with Brave Mama, a community to see you, hear you and support you on your journey living with pelvic organ prolapse. Hi there, it is your host Steph Thompson here and this week on the show we're going to be talking about support garments again. Now I know this season we are covering similar topics a couple of times and introducing you to different brands and different companies because we want you to be exposed to a whole range of products and services that could be of benefit to you. Now Lauren Fleming from Hem Support Wear reached out to us via Instagram to share something new that she has created. So so let's get into our chat with Lauren. I'm so excited to get to know you and get to know everything. When I saw your message come up on Instagram, I was like, wow, I love a mum who has identified a need for herself and realized it's not good enough. The things that are available to me right. are either there's not enough or there's nothing. And I'm going to change that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's definitely been an interesting journey being so surprised, you know, learning about pelvic organ prolapse and all that. And then, you know, being recommended to wear the garments and then being at such a vulnerable place, you know, the garments like would provide support, but they just were not what I wanted them to be. Okay. So yeah, it was one of those where I just kind of had that light bulb moment of like, golly, how is there not something better that where I want to actually wear it? And I just kind of had that internal struggle for a long time. Yeah. So just let's go back a step. So when you first were introduced to pelvic organ prolapse, tell me what was that part of the journey like for you? It was a very hard part. So I I had a relatively, you know, low-key and easy pregnancy and delivery. Okay. And the birth was fast, and which I know can be good and bad. <laughs> it was uneventful as far as I think, you know, most people would would be concerned. And I had a lot of support throughout the whole process, you know, education, working with uh, midwives, uh, doulas, and pelvic floor PTs. Oh, wow. But afterwards in those early, yeah, I was really fortunate to have such a supportive team throughout the whole process. But I, you know, in those first few weeks postpartum, I was like starting to feel these things where I didn't know, I didn't know the words for it. You know, now I know it's heavy pressure, bulging, okay. you know, those kinds of things. Sure. But in the beginning, I was like, I don't really know what this is. Yeah. Um, and of course, with it being my first kiddo, I just, you know, didn't, didn't know. It was such an, an unknown. But as I like had my initial six-week check-in with my midwife, I was, you know, told her what I was feeling. And I did even showed her some pictures because, of course, by that point, I had, you know, gotten a mirror and looked. I'm like, what is happening? What Which, is you that? know, I, I think is good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tough experience because initially the midwife, you know, didn't, didn't confirm that I had pelvic organ plaque. She was like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not really seeing what you're seeing or feeling what you're feeling, okay. you know, and kind of, kind of brushed it off at that point. So it was really hard. But thankfully, I did have like a postpartum care package set up with my pelvic floor PT and I saw her not too long after. Okay. And she confirmed right away. Yes. You know, this is in fact it. And she helped me understand what does this mean? You know, she validated my feelings and also, you know, gave me some hope initially that it wasn't as devastating as it, as it felt like right away. Okay. I feel like that was one of the hardest parts was I felt so prepared for the whole process, very educated but then to get to that point and that to not be part of my vocabulary, even with a pelvic floor PT in my plan, um, oh, it just, it wasn't there. And really? so I, I just felt blindsided. Yeah. Yeah. I had, 
I, I, I didn't know. Oh my gosh, that that is such a revelation to me because I think a lot of the people in our community think, well, if I would have had a, a pelvic health physiotherapist, this could have been avoided. But you had that, you had the doula support, you had the midwife support, and it still blindsided you. Oh, yeah. Lauren, uh, just curiously. Have you had conversations with your pelvic floor PT since about that element? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. we've talked um, and we have a very good relationship now because we, of course, had numerous appointments, you know, off and on at the beginning. And then I've seen her um, for a check before I was considering my second pregnancy to talk okay. to her about those considerations and then saw her throughout my second pregnancy and postpartum. We did talk about, uh, and I talked with my doulas as well because they have a very like strong educational component. I, it was just, it was so such an interesting experience, just being pretty plugged into a lot of resources and yeah. still feeling so surprised. Yes, I wonder. I, I'm. I wonder why they didn't bring it up with you now. Like I just have that curious mindset. I was like, well, and it could, and it could be one of those things too, looking back, like I know I had attended, like our, our doulas did like a monthly uh, community, you know, like a find your village meetup is okay. essentially what they called it. Amazing. Called it. And that's how I got connected with my PT was she was, you know, one of the speakers that night. And it's one of those things where it's like, she may have mentioned it then, <sighs> but it, you know, it's like one night at the end of the day and, and your brain just doesn't always like soak up everything. Yeah. And then beyond kind of that, I want to say I did have a visit with her, but it was, I want to, I'll have to look back and think. And part of it too could have been having that first kid at the beginning of the pandemic because oh. certain things were virtual. And it, so that could have changed the dynamic on the far as education. I'm Abs not sure. Well, absolutely. Um, I would, yeah. So, I yeah especially because everybody was figuring things yeah. out at that time. You know, I had my first kiddo in May 2020, so everybody hadn't pivoted as quickly. Yes. Um, that makes sense to but, me, yeah. for sure. It's just interesting to hear that. Elle. I've never, ever, from everyone who we have spoken to on this, on the podcast, We've never had someone say, oh, I was equipped with all the information and it was still missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do, I think that it's one of those things where thankfully with the having my pelvic floor PT lined up, I, I think we had like one visit prior to having the baby, mm -hmm. but I, it may have been virtual and I don't remember everything that we touched on. Um, but yeah, the pelvic organ prolapse and just those types of things was not part of any kind of education that I was, you know, uh, participating in. How do you feel about that, Lauren, that it's it's missing I, from our content, from the creation of the content? Oh, sorry, what am I trying to say here? It's missing from every part of the context in our women's health education when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where I reflect on a lot after the experience that I went through and how really terrifying it was. I, I remember in those very first days and weeks of even thinking like, can I even have kids again? Like, I, yeah. I mean, those were thoughts, you know, that are running through my head Yeah. and it was very doomsday. And I felt like, you know, my body had failed me. What had I done wrong? Did I, was the birth too fast? Could I have done things differently? And it really, it's disappointing because it makes you question a lot of things that went really well and that I felt like were good overall. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, should I have done things differently? 
Mm. Um, and I think as far as the greater, you know, education and healthcare system and all of that, I think it's a huge disservice for people because they're just, you know, knowledge is power. And I think that, you know, I, I had my second pregnancy and I know very well, you know, I could still have the same symptoms come back for me that I did the first time. And I did, in fact, okay. but I did not have a single thought like I did the first time because I knew what to expect. I knew the tools that were at my disposal. I knew, I knew also I had a much greater appreciation for how long postpartum really is. You know, it's not yeah. the, the six week bounce back. It's, you know, it's two years and, and longer. And that's yeah. just not that's not a perception a lot of people have. And I think it's really disappointing because it's such a, an important and special time in people's lives and to not have this information that, you know, can make it so much better for folks to just not be blindsided or to know that there's options on anything, you know, whether it's public organ prolapse or all kinds of stuff. Yes. Um, I, I think it's really, really difficult and challenging. And you know, it's something I wish, that could be better. And I know a lot of people are working to make it better. Yeah. Um, but there's a long, a long way to go. I was just about to say the exact same thing. And thanks to you for thinking about, okay, this isn't good enough. This is what I'm going to do about it. Tell us a little bit about that element of the journey when you made that decision. Okay, I'm going to do something. What was happening for you at that time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's interesting when I, when I tell people, and they're like, at what time was that in your, you know, in your journey? I said, well, you know, it's like, I want to say it was like November and December. After having my baby in May, I was already meeting with like a pattern maker. Um, but it was because it was something that impacted me so like powerfully. It was so important. And I just had such a like a passion, whole body reaction to it. Yeah, I did. Um, and it was the first time where I was like, oh, this is really a problem to be solved. There's options out there, but this could be so much better. Mm. Um, and it was one of the things where my brain just wouldn't leave it alone. Like I just couldn't, couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I started, uh, you still slowly, you know, slowly going after it. I am targeting this summer to finally launch and have it ready. So I think that'll be, you know, two and a half years later, but with two kiddos and working full time during the day. That is actually <laughs> you know, and it's it's a crazy <laughs> amount of short period of time, two and a half years from conception. So let's go back a step. So you decided that you needed something to support you, wear it like a garment underpants type thing, um, mm -hmm. to just manage your day to day pelvic organ prolapse symptoms, or like what was the aim of creating something like this? It really was the day-to-day -day management. So I was, you know, slowly but surely working on exercises, just giving my body time. Um, and I didn't necessarily need a garment to wear every single day. But there was a lot of times, like if I was going for a walk um, or towards the afternoon and evening, just after I'd been on my feet all day, where I felt like having that extra support just helped remove some of that stuff from the front of my mind where I'm just not constantly thinking about it. Okay. And what I found with a lot of the garments that were out there was they, you know, they either didn't fit me well, mm -hmm. they would show through my clothes. I, I remember vividly, vividly thinking, oh, I'm glad we're, you know, in lockdown because if I had to go to my yoga class or something with these giant straps oh. throwing, showing through my, my yoga clothes, yeah. I would be really self-conscious. Okay. Um, and so it's a lot of things like that, that it wasn't that there weren't garments that didn't provide support. Mm. It was really like that fit 
and the sizing and the features of it that made me really struggle because it was like it provides support but I hate wearing it and that was my constant my constant back and forth and so that's a my real goal has been with what I've been working to develop is to provide something that first and foremost is supportive and can help mitigate those symptoms but second of all it's something that you actually want to wear and that you'll continue to wear, you know, day to day as you need it. Okay. Um, and so that's really been the big driver for me. So the point of difference then, obviously without naming other brands, because that's not what you're here to do, because there's a place in the market for everyone, right? Yep. What was it about what was available that didn't make it feel comfortable for you? And by that, I'm asking probably more so along the lines of, I've tried lots of support garments also, but I mm-hmm. find where they need to be firm, like in the crotch area, they're okay. But then around the tummy, they're extremely tight. And then any pressure around my belly, especially towards the end of the day, actually feels like it's squeezing it. It's like what, you know, your kids squishy mm-hmm. balls and then the bubble comes out the bottom. It feel, Did you have a similar experience like right. that? Yeah. I did. And especially, I, I, I call that the toothpaste tube yeah. effect, like when you squeeze it in the middle, you know, and uh, I did have the similar experience. And I also had an experience where, especially being early postpartum where everything's more, you know, it's squishy and you're, you're bigger than maybe you were before. Like, I would have like the thick elastic bands, not only that could put the pressure you know, and sure corn go down, but also would just kind of make my sides like spill over the top and the bottom. So it's yeah. like, while I could be having support, it's all of a sudden just squeezing in and, and it's just not comfortable. It's like the two inch, you know, two inch elastic band around your waist yeah. is, you know, it, especially postpartum. Um, it was challenging for me. Yeah. So then how, when you were going through that design process and thinking of it differently, what was the result? So what have you come up with that makes it something yeah. you want to wear? Better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the thing is, so my, my big goal with it was I wanted it to be underwear. I did not want to have something that you had to wear in addition to underwear. Okay. You could still, you know, wear two. Um, but that was one of my big things was the, the layering of all the different garments. It was like, I had my underwear, I had something else, and then I had my pants. <laughs> and so my goal was to make it underwear, and that's, in fact, what we've done. And I've combined woven, non-stretch materials with stretch. Okay. So we're able to get the support along the crotch and up the middle, but then the sides have a compression fabric to help mitigate what you were talking about, where rather than trying to squeeze in all day, we have the support that runs front to back. Yep. And we actually have a patent pending support hammock in the middle to help provide that additional support without having to have it be so firm on the sides. Okay. So that gives the, the support through the middle that we need. And then the sides have a compression stretch so that it moves with you and you can easily breathe and you know have your body move while still feeling the support. Right. Right. And here's just a question. It's probably more of a personal one. And I don't know how, if you can even answer it, but I know too, with any type of compression garment, I'm thinking of, you know, back in the day, pre-kids, when you wore those suck in ones to try and look thinner, <laughs> mm-hmm. that also created an environment where things often got hot around your vulva and can be a contributing factor to things like uh, vaginal thrush. With this, I'm only imagining because it's underpants and it's just one garment. Do you think that would be helpful for that? 
That's a good question. One of the things I kept in mind when I was choosing the fabric was, especially because when you're, you know, choosing synthetics, you know, I know you have to be careful. Yeah. Um, but I chose ones that were in your, developed for breathability and have moisture wicking properties and antimicrobial properties. Okay. So do and and please. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do they have an element for people who have stress incontinence or like light leakage or something like that, or is it just purely for prolapse? Well, so what I found in my consumer testing was that people who had symptoms from other things like vulva variscosities, yes, and things like that, they did find relief. Great. So it's whatever you know. I haven't tested it specifically for mm. other conditions, mm. but you know, I think we can. Kind of essentially what I what my beliefs about it are that if it's something that could benefit from that gentle compression, then we could expect you know you may find relief from it. I think too with any type of business or any type of thing that you're growing, there's always a future direction anyway. Because I wear the muddy body period underpants that I absolutely love, but they don't have the support. I would love for the two of right. them to come together. <laughs> and yes. make a beautiful little family of a supportive period underpants. I mean, yes, I know. Who knows? Who knows? So tell us now, in the, in your day to day, how often do you wear them, and for how long for you? Because obviously, you've done a lot of testing for yourself personally. And then there's mm-hmm. another element to that question in terms of where are you at now on your prolapse journey? So are you the same kind of grading? Do you have the same symptoms? Like, yeah, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for the first question, I so I primarily work um, at a desk shop during the day. And so I don't wear the garment most days, Monday through Friday. However, if I know that I'm going to go on like a longer walk at lunch, I will go get them and throw them on. Um, before I go on that walk because I like the support that it provides during that. Sure. Um, and, and where I do find that I am wearing them is on the weekends because I, with my two kids, I, you know, I, it's amazing <laughs> going into Monday, like my low back and my core can just feel carrying, you know, the two 20 plus pound kiddos all weekend. And so I like having the garment on the weekends when I'm lugging the kids around and, you know, playing with them and just being a lot more active um, than I am during the week. And then as far as where I am with my prolapse journey, so now I'm almost a year postpartum from my second pregnancy mm-hmm. and kid. But I've been actually reflecting more lately to be like, where am I? Because it's interesting. I've been in a better place this time where it's not always at the forefront of my mind, even if I have symptoms. Um, but I'm to a point now where I will have days where it's not until like the very end of the day where I'm noticing heaviness or bulging and things like that. Okay. Um, and that's been a really, really nice shift because, um, you know, there's been, of course, it's like a roller coaster as I yeah. think anybody with this knows <laughs> it can, it can vary. I do feel like I'm trending towards feeling less symptomatic. Okay. I am still breastfeeding. And so I'll be interested once oh. I wean if that hormone shifts. Yeah, I noticed with my first that that, like, it's hard to say because, you know, it's, it's time and weaning and all those things kind of coming together. Yeah. So it's anecdotal. That is kind of on the horizon in the next couple of months as well. So that'll be interesting to see how things shift with that too. Yeah, because they do say that, that obviously the hormones change when you finish breastfeeding and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's so intense, isn't it? Like, I just think as you were saying that, I was actually thinking, I remember stopping breastfeeding because of prolapse 
I was told if I stop breastfeeding, it could help. And I was so desperate. Mm-hmm. I did that. It didn't change a thing. So um, mm-hmm. I think for any, you know, like if anyone's listening and they're probably thinking of, because we are also taught from the very beginning, the grades, if you're a grade one, a grade two, grade three, grade four, do you have any kind of idea on what would be the target woman for prolapse? Because we're all different. We all have, I've got bilateral avulsion. There's no pessaries that can stay in that type of thing. There's a complexity. Mm-hmm. Are you aiming your support garments to a particular range, I guess? No, I haven't. I don't have a specific range in mind. Part of the reason is just with how how variable it can be for folks as far as you know where they are i feel like it's really hard to say because it's like you might have a higher grade that's less symptomatic or a lower grade that's more symptomatic and just depending on you know your body and where things hit um that's so true it can be challenging i think yeah i i will say you know i don't know for the the more um severe grades you know the threes and the fourth i don't know because i know it kind of gets to a point where that mild compression isn't enough, you know, like you may, it just may not do enough for you. Um, So, you know, for those, I'm just not sure. Um, There's going to be some trial and error there for sure. Yes. I love that you just said that because trial and error is part of how we really express to anyone on their prolapse journey that if something doesn't work, don't give up. It doesn't have to be. Yeah despair at the end of the world it just means you might need to try a different way or a different you know maybe your support garments with a pessary is uh, you know Mm -hmm. can help alleviate some symptoms or maybe the support garment on its own like I always just say don't leave any stone unturned for you I can tell people like you right now can tell people it's going to be amazing but it's up to the individual to go and try it themselves now I know Interestingly, because I'm trialing some different support garments here in Australia right now, and the sizing can be, like you mentioned, the sizing was frustrating where you were at the time because it doesn't quite fit. Did you say for your ones to be a little bit firmer or are they just, are you meant to just feel like your normal underpants? They really do feel normal. So the first style that I came out with is a high-waisted, so it hits right about your belly button. Okay. Um, but when you wear it, it does not feel like shapewear or like, you you know, some of them you really have to like, you feel like you're really working to get it up. This one's not like that at all. It, it really isn't easy on and off. It feels like underwear. And it really is, I think, because of that hammock that you're able to not have to feel constricted, but still get the support. Okay. That sounds amazing. So tell us, when are we going to be able to try these for ourselves and i'm saying summer <laughs> but I, i'm hoping june and july that's really i'm looking um looking to the the june july time frame I, it's been such a learning curve i come from like a business and sustainability background not fashion design and in public health um so i've been having to outsource and work with a lot of experts sure but the, the learning curve has been steep, but i am really excited where we've landed and then the other part of that too is you just didn't move it forward until we felt like it was just right. And we did a lot of testing, wear testing with myself, of course, with my mom, and then with uh, uh, potential consumers, like other folks who were in the doula community and my PT community who also had public core conditions who who have helped wear test it for me. 
So we've already been able to get, you know, real people wearing it and get that real time feedback, which has been really critical. And we had some really, you know, we've made changes from that too. Like one of the coolest things talking about the fit was we realized uh, it's kind of like right now, a lot of the garments also are like one style fits all and they have a narrower size range. So I knew from the beginning, I wanted to do a wider size size range. So we have nine sizes that we're going to launch with. versus kind of the typical four to five and then the other aspect of that was that we're actually going to have two styles so there's going to be a curvy version for folks whose body types are more um, like pear-shaped or hourglass um, that type of thing and we're also going to have a straight version for people who have more of a rectangular or square or inverted triangle and one of and that was really about the fit so the support was is really the, the core support technology is the same for both. Mm-hmm. But what we found was with the first version, for some people in, in places, it was kind of baggy. And it's like, it makes sense. If, you're, if your backside is, is you know, curvy or fuller than somebody who's straight or rectangle, it just wasn't fitting them as well. So we took that feedback to heart and made that second style. So that's what we're working to get caught up in order to launch. Oh but I'm really gosh. excited about it because it's different yeah, than anything out there. And my goal is to get the fit as custom feeling for you as possible. Yes. And you know what? It just makes a whole lot of sense because if you think about it, well, I don't know if you were told, kind of told this too, Lauren, but when they talk about the risk factors for prolapse, one of them is weight gain. So if mm-hmm. you are someone who is gaining weight, the straight up and down style is obviously not going to be comfortable for you. So you've really yeah. thought about everyone in that space because if it's a higher occurrence the more weight you're putting on then there's if there's nothing there then of course they're not going to be able to get that right support. oh my gosh that's so beautiful <laughs> thank you so june is pelvic organ prolapse awareness month i hope that you are just ramping up this massive campaign that's my goal i'm like i gotta make it for june <laughs> to share it far and wide but in the meantime just in case anyone's listening would like to either follow your journey or find do you have a website or do you mainly are you mainly living on instagram for now I do, I do have a website. It's hem supportwear, H-E-M supportwear.com. And then the Instagram is at hem supportwear. Amazing. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And I cannot wait to be able to get my hands on some of these. Thank you. And we do have a wait list. I don't know when folks will see this, but there's a wait list right now. And if you sign up and get on the newsletter, you can get 10% off. And we're doing a smaller production run to start. Okay. And so those folks would also be first to know. Amazing. We will put a link in the show notes so people can sign up and, you know, continue to watch the journey with you. But thank you so much, Lauren. So I hope that answers the question for you. The question that how do you know if a support garment for prolapse is right for you? I guess the annoying answer of that is that I can't tell you that directly. But after listening to this conversation with Lauren, I hope that you are in a better place to think, all right, I have done all the exercise, I do physiotherapy, I have all of the pieces to try and manage my symptoms and I still feel like there's something missing. If that is you, then potentially a support garment is something you may like to try. Lauren is about to launch, so it's not yet available, but it's coming in the next couple of months. 
what I recommend you do do right now is click the link in the show notes and sign up for their newsletter, which will give you more information as Ham is about to launch. I myself personally cannot wait to get them in my hot little hands because as you know, I like to give everything a try and everything a go to feel better living with prolapse. And just before we go, just to remind you, if you are here and you are needing more support at that next level, we do have our free Facebook group where you can go and join. A link is in the show notes as well. Today, I encourage you to reach out to a friend and let them know that this space exists. So if they are struggling, they no longer have to feel alone. And until next week, bye for now. Mama.